Actor Paul Walker was known around the world for his Fast and the Furious movies. His lengthy career, which started at two years old, was cut short on November 30th, 2013, when he was killed in a high-speed, fiery auto wreck on the way to a charity with a friend. Conflicting reports pose the question, was there someone else involved? This week on Death and Entertainment. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. <gasps> what do you call this thing, anyway? Death in entertainment. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon. <laughs> good morning. Good evening. Good evening. Good uh, Good morning. Salutations. <laughs> yeah. Guten Morgen. Yeah. Episode 33, we're getting into the death of Fast and the, Fran- Fast and the Franchise. Fast oh, and the my Furious. God. It's a little early in the podcast for that, Kyle. Fast and the Furious franchise star, Paul Walker. My name is Kyle Plouffe. My name is Mark Mulcairn. I'm Alejandro Dowling. And we are fresh off the heels of the Marilyn Monroe episode, which uh, got a lot of good feedback. Uh, a lot of people didn't know, like myself, that she was so connected to Bobby Kennedy, which... Um, I didn't know that myself. Yeah. I just I knew she was kind of plugged in with the uh, Kennedys and getting plugged by them. Hello. You know what I mean? We get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't singing happy birthday to Bobby, so people just assumed... I know. Yeah, JFK was the one. Yeah, he's the dude at the party that, you know, waits... To the the girl gets really drunk and he sneaks in like a creep. <laughs> <laughs> That's RFK for you, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kennedy Light. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. as strong a Kennedy the as his brother Kennedy. Jack. Well, the first, the the real like the Kennedy heavy, you know, would be like uh like the the major Budweiser, the red one. Um, Joe was. <laughs> His older brother, Joe, was, like, the one that was supposed to be president and everything. Oh, really? Yeah, he was, the, like, the main... Like, he was the junior, uh, the second to uh, the pedophilias, if you will, uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Sr. And uh, he died in World War II in a, in a, a fury... A fiery... Wow. Uh, that word always... Inferno. Inferno. Yeah, a blazing inferno. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So he would have changed Banged history. Maryland, too. I, yeah. <laughs> that too. At the minimum, he would maybe he would have been the Fredo of the family. Who the fuck knows, man? History is a wild. Or thing. Bobby would have been downgraded, probably. Yeah, and Jack would have been the Bobby. Yeah, maybe Bobby would have been the one on Chappaquiddick, you know, driving off the fucking uh, bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and Ted. Yeah, uh, Ted, I don't know. He would have been working at a Burger King. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> you can also tell where they rank by what directors made their movies. Ah, that's interesting. JFK got Oliver Stone, yep. Academy Award winning director. Sure. Bobby got Emilio Estevez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Emilio Estevez. Is I think that you, true? Yeah. Oh, that's my true. God. true, yeah. 
There was an RFK movie which which sucked. It was called Bobby. Yeah, it was with like Demi Moore and like a who's who. Elijah a Wood. Really long, big cast. I yeah, mean, when I, they announced this cast, I was like, who are these hacks in this RFK movie? <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense because Emilio Estevez is like the RFK of the Sheen family. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's very on brand. <laughs> but Charlie Sheen is also the Emilio Estevez of, of people in general. <laughs> I am uh, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. I am uh, winning. Well, actually, Martin Sheen did play JFK one time, so there is a connection oh, there. Oh, when? Uh, I think it was 13 Days, or no, no, he in there was a movie done in like the 80s or something. You're I'm, thinking of The West Wing. The, no. <laughs> there's a Kennedy miniseries. Yes. Martin oh. Sheen as President John F. Kennedy. Okay. I am on chain. Yeah, I guess his, his accent is over-the-top absurd. Oh, I'm sure. Like it was in The Departed, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you are a cop, okay? <laughs> you know, fucking cop. Yeah. <laughs> he got Marky Mark Wahlberg's uh, line sometimes. Um, anywho, what's going on this week? We are doing a podcast on Get out of here. main subject. <laughs> you don't say. Is... Actor Paul Walker, ladies and wow. gentlemen. This is a big one. This is a big one. Some wedding. have compared him to James Dean. Really? Not, not me. Interesting. <laughs> Different people. Because yeah. they were, you know, they were good looking guys. Actors, James Dean had way more class. Cut off in their prime, you know, yeah. in a car wreck. That Who sort knows? Of thing. Maybe James Dean, if he was born at that the same time, he would have been in the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. There really isn't much of a comparison because we're talking East of Eden, Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah, yeah. Versus Meet the Deedles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're going to talk about Meet the Deedles. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about Meet the Deedles. Oh, this my is God. Well, crazy. He, well, this he grew up in like the Hollywood system. So, well, anyway, since we're talking about, we'll get right into it. Yes. And this episode is taking us all the way back to November 30th, 2013. So, guys, uh, what was going on around this time, pop, pop culture-wise? Uh, in the wild world of entertainment, we have uh, a number of books here. John Grisham wrote Sycamore Row. Sycamore Row. A lesser Grisham, I feel like. <laughs> it's the Amelia West of uh, John Grisham books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Grisham, he returns to the iconic setting of his first novel, A Time to Kill, as uh, Matthew McConaughey's character, um, Jake Bragrancy. Finds himself Brigance. in Brigance. <laughs> I, I thought you were saying in flagrante. Borneo. Yeah. Jake in flagrante. <laughs> uh, he finds himself embroiled in a controversial trial that exposes a tortured history of racial tension, which sounds like a time to kill. I hope they burn in hell. A, a time to kill light. John yeah. Grisham didn't even make a sequel here. He just remade A Time to Kill. Yeah. Well, that's what I would do if I was one of these writers. You know, if you get like, you know, your big hits, just be like, all right, I'm done. I don't need to do this anymore. Something, you know, yeah. keep churning them out. I heard he doesn't even write the books anymore. That's what I heard about Stephen King. He too. has they a team. It, they say about, about yes. Stephen King also. Yeah. So that I was the only book? One. That was one, one through five of the book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell wrote David and Goliath. I hate this guy, Gladwell. Yeah, I just hate the look of him. Yeah, he, he looks like a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick and, his ass. Have you put your 10,000 hours in? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put 10,000 hours of kicking your ass. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad we don't have that clip on the board. <laughs> and honestly, some things just required two hours. I know. Yeah. Fuck that guy. That He's bullshit. He's full of shit. Yeah. Uh, this book is about exploring the power of the underdog, a dazzling examination of success, motivation, and the role of adversity in shaping our lives. You realize it's just him like explaining why he like sucked when he was younger and he's better now. Yeah. Every, all these books, you know, self help is just about that person. And yeah, it exactly. only works for them. <laughs> but you gotta root for the underdog. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta put in the ten thousand hours and then you gotta meet my agent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and buy my fucking book yeah. too if you can, <laughs> so I can get a Martha's Vineyard house. Another one. Uh, the last best-selling book here on the list is Mike Tyson's "The Undisputed Truth," or as he would say it, "The Undisputed Truth." <laughs> did he have any help writing that book? <laughs> he definitely yeah. did. Yeah. It's Mike Tyson and yeah. some other guy. He's just behind the guy writing. Like, how's the book coming? This actually. What am I saying? <laughs> I actually want to buy this book now. Uh, this the little excerpt here says he used to pass drug tests by using a fake penis, and he once kicked his former promoter Don King in the head. That's awesome. Send it. Is that why? <laughs> is that why his hair looks like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's easy to kick Don King in the head. Yeah. You can't miss. You can't yeah. miss. Got a big ass head. <laughs> but yeah, he would attach a fake penis. That's go awesome. in and it would be filled with I've other never, urine. I've never failed a drug test. I've I've smoked like tons of weed as a kid and stuff yeah. and never like I had to take one when I was a mail carrier for a while. <laughs> Casual. Casual carrier. Good <laughs> good memory on Kyle. Yeah. Check out the big brain on Kyle. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's just uh, Limp Biscuit lyrics in your work history up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the necessities of yeah. common knowledge. Yeah, Kyle put 10,000 hours into listening to your story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, At least on, someone is. On TV, uh, right around Thanksgiving, well, on Thanksgiving, 11 28, 2013, Nielsen estimates that 46.7 million viewers watched all or some of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, hosted by uh, disgraced news anchor Matt Lauer. Yeah. <laughs> Savannah Guthrie and Al Roker of NBC's Today, making it the top parade rating in the 18 to 49-year-old demographic. Uh, top parade rating in the last nine years for that demographic. Wow. Which, Say what you will about Matt Lauer. <laughs> Say what you will about parade ratings, but uh, yeah, he was good at what he did. He was uh, good locking at locking women in his room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, those older women, those those uh, blue hairs, loved him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, he was good at pushing the door lock button from yeah. his desk. <laughs> oh, is that not opening? Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a trap door button for the ugly women. <laughs> what a sick. Then they got stuck in it. Yeah. <laughs> Plunging them down. <laughs> like that SNL sketch. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. Oh, do you remember that? No. What it was a fake commercial. I think it was it was in the Phil Hartman years where it was a company that built trap doors for offices. Oh, really? No. <laughs> and I, they're I, like, are you having trouble with your trap door? And there was like a montage of exactly what Kyle described, like people getting stuck and not going <laughs> well, off. They're shooting them upward instead of downward. Yeah. And then it ends with the executive pushing the button and the person perfectly falls through the trap maybe door. maybe they knew That's that hilarious. at nbc because that was in 30 rock where they were doing all that stuff too oh, and wow. also i remember in austin powers where uh will ferrell he does he gets sent to the trap door by dr evil and then he's like 
I'm not dead. I'm just really hurt down yeah. here. Please yeah. come get me. My wounds smell like My, almonds. <laughs> yeah. And he just, he, they just keep playing the bit over and over. Yeah. And he goes, well, someone please kill him. Yeah. <laughs> you hear a gunshot yeah, finally, yeah. and then they wait like yeah. another 10 seconds. Okay. And then he still yells after that. I'm just wounded now. (laughs) I'm bleeding very badly. Oh, and he's like, you shot me in the leg. (laughs) Uh, That same day, 11-28-13, NBC's coverage of the National Dog Show presented by Purina averaged 10.7 million viewers. Is that the Westminster Dog Show? Um, yeah, Yeah, I believe so. 10 million people are watching that? Oh, we always watch it in my family. Thanksgiving. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. The puppy bowl, everything. <laughs> You've never heard of football? Nope. <laughs> as I always say, whatever blows your hair back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As long as it's not that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, there's an asterisk next to that. <laughs> as long as it's not what Kyle's family does. Yes. <laughs> it is entertaining, though. I'm only saying that based on one of my favorite best comedies. In show? Yeah, yeah, best, best in, in show. show. Yeah, best in show. So good. The most watched regular season game of the NFL in 2013 was the Raiders Cowboys on Thanksgiving, which earned 31.7 million viewers. Damn. The game began with the Oakland Raiders returning a fumble for a touchdown on the opening kickoff. The Cowboys overcame this setback to win 31-24. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. There you go. A nice, solid American football game. Yeah. America's no team. No dogs. <laughs> yeah. No Matt Lauer. No puppy or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Al Roker. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick was still in the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, he was. I think he was in the Super Bowl that year. The previous season, he was in the Super Bowl. Yes, but it was in 2013, February 3rd, 2013. Correct. Yes. And we're in real-time fact-checking here. Boom. Guys. That's what we do on this podcast. And you know what we're going to do now? What's that? We're going to race over to the Paul Walker story. Okay, well, uh, Paul Walker was born in Glendale, California, September 12th, 1973. Whoop, whoop, Glendale. Two towns over. Yeah. That's where I first lived in L.A., Glendale. Me too, really? actually. Really? Yeah. I lived in a living room in Glendale. That sounds really oh, I didn't awful know for that. like a month. I thought you just went straight to that uh, place down near where Marilyn Monroe was from. Then I moved there, yeah. Oh, okay. So you wanted to be near the Beach Boys and Marilyn Monroe yeah. houses. You had exactly. to get down there. Yeah, uh, Glendale, that's where my first P.O. box was. I did have a, I don't know why. P.O. box? I was staying in some fucking dump somewhere. Were I you forget. in witness protection? No, you no, no. You were living in a van? No, I was living in like some some housing place that had small little rooms off of it. 
in uh, Atwater Village, like over. Do you guys know where that is? Yeah. Yes. It's near like the Glendale line and stuff. Exactly. So I had to get a PO box in order to get mail and stuff. Sounds like a homeless shelter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does sound like that, but it wasn't. It sounds like the nut house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I drove 3,000 miles from Boston to go to a nut house here. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you got good nut houses out here. <laughs> yeah. They're known for their nut houses. Guy just pulls his balls out of his door. Um, <laughs> literally, nut houses. Like testicles. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you get it. Kyle was implying there. Um, Mark is like, "This is my lucky day." Yeah, guy popped him out of his mail slot. That's why Mark had to get a PO box. Yeah, you suck on this PO box. Too many men's testicles in my mailbox. I had to, I had to get a PO box. <laughs> Don't you hate it when? Yeah, and I was PO'd about that box. Um, Hello. So Paul Walker went to Village Christian School in Sun Valley, California, just a few miles away from Diepod Studios. Yeah, we're not too we're not too far from where all the Paul Walker stuff went on basically. Yeah. He lived up in Santa Barbara later, but he grew up around kind of this area. Um his mom was a fashion model, his dad was a sewer contractor and former amateur boxer who was a two-time Golden Gloves champion. Wow. Yeah, so his parents were both like, you know, Jacks and Jills of all trades. They kind of just probably came out here with a dream and, you know, yeah. the the acting didn't work out, so they, they, they thrust all that onto their son. Yeah, I was kind of confused when you said his mom was a fashion model. I uh, kind of buried the lead because you said he was a sewer contractor. And I'm like, what is a fashion model doing with a sewer, <laughs> sewer contractor? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he beat the shit out of people, and she very much enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, she probably loved that. That's, yeah. probably, that's probably what got her going, if you know what I mean. And when aye, the, aye, aye. When the box. <laughs> ended he was so disgruntled he's like ah fuck i'm gonna go into the sewage <laughs> <Put me straight. laughs> yeah they send you right to the Throw sewer. Me in. <laughs> yeah. where can i buy the big truck <laughs> i want to go work in the shitter after get my ass kicked my entire life yeah, yeah this town stinks yeah <laughs> well there was boxing was in the family actually as is was acting later on in the family um paul walker's paternal grandfather william uh had a short-lived boxing career as Irish Billy Walker um, mm. while another grandfather raced factory cars for Ford in the 1960s. Wow. He always had this kind of edgy stuff in, in his family and stuff. Racing cars, boxing, you know, getting yeah. your ass kicked on screen. Sewage swimming. Sewage swimming, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he was raised a Latter-day Saint, which I don't even know what that... Mormon. Yeah, is that what that is? Yeah. It's basically a, a nicer way to say Mormon. Yeah. It's a synonym. For Mormon. Yeah. Those uh, commercials were on all the time in the 90s, and I didn't know until the like Church of Latter- somewhat yeah, recently those. that it's Mormonism. Why were they trying to flip us in Massachusetts? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it was every commercial break. There was Maybe because Catholics Saints. are like an easy like turn <laughs> yeah. for Mormonism, I guess. You can fuck more wives here. Yeah. yeah. Come on down to Utah. <laughs> that should have been the they commercial. Had, they, they had Ernie Barker, some, some <laughs> local yeah, some local car dealership guy. Come on down to Utah and have have sex with 15 women who are also your wives legally. Come on down to the auto mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those fucking Mormons, quit beating around the bush. Stop calling yourself Latter-day Saints. I know. And lead with you can marry multiple wives. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you word that into the religion. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple wife religion or ism. <laughs> yeah, okay. They've been doing it for a few years. Yeah. So... <laughs> so Paul Walker had four younger siblings, Amy, Ashley, Caleb, and Cody. 
He spent the majority of his early life in Sutherland neighborhood of Los Angeles, and he graduated from uh, that village Christian school in 1991. Walker subsequently attended several community colleges in Southern California, majoring in marine biology. He always had a love of marine biology. He was like George Costanza from Seinfeld. <laughs> he could never pull it off, though. He just went straight into acting. Um, and a fascination with the ocean. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he liked traveling a lot, which we'll get into later. Um, he started acting, however, at the age of two, doing commercials for Pampers. Was it his choice? <laughs> yeah, he was a method actor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he went to Stella Adler at two and started do, getting booking commercials. Uh, I love no. his family. They got to put him to work. The they're dad, boxing. You know? <laughs> they're in the sewage industry. They put their baby to work. Yeah, I mean that's how they used to do. I think more parents these days are like, you know, I'm going to let my kid decide if they want to be an actor. The Walker family, like, you're an actor. Pampers commercial Tuesday. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I'm going to let my baby decide yeah. if it wants to be <laughs> hey, a method Pampers actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He loves Goodfellas. Are you gooing at me? <laughs> he continued acting in commercials uh, while, uh, while growing up, and most notably, he became the face of a chain called Showbiz Pizza, which I've never heard of. In it's my life. very close to like Chuck E. Cheese. Really? They had the animatronics on stage and stuff, yeah. Oh, I bet you it's way creepier somehow. Oh, it is. Cheese. Yeah. It's still around? Do you have a clip of it? <laughs> yeah, I want to see a little more of this. There's probably a vintage Look at commercial this shit, out there. Look at oh that. Oh, my God. It's terrifying. Oh, my God. Well, something it's like way this, scarier. Is, this, something like this uh, is going to come up later, but I love that. Do you have, is there, check videos on you on Google. There's a video game called, um, it's on Oculus called Five Nights at Freddy's. And it's based on this. Like, if you were doing security at like showbiz pizza or like Chuck E. Cheese overnight, yeah, uh, and they animatronics come to life and kill you. Do you know why this is crazy? Because Nicolas Cage did a movie called that same thing. Yeah, it was uh, movie, Willy's Wonderland or Willy's something. Willy's Wonderland. It yeah. is crazy. I heard about. it. I still haven't seen it. I play uh, Five Nights at Freddy's all the time. It's actually terrifying. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the, the the movie's so weird because Nicolas Cage doesn't even say. He has no lines. He just doesn't say anything. Really, the entire fucking movie. Yeah, he plays like some. Um, someone who's hired in order to kill all the animatronic monsters or something. Hmm. It's very confusing. I haven't seen that one yet either. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. see. I'm a little backed up actually <laughs> with the Nick Cage movies I yeah. have to see. <laughs> What's this? This is Showbiz Pizza Showtime. For the audience, imagine the country bears at Disneyland, except with 1% of the budget. Yeah. I, I guess Paul Walker is a kid. He had to watch, t watch 10,000 hours of this before yeah. he was ready to, to act in the commercials. Wow. It's pretty terrifying. Okay, yeah, it's, yeah, that's the uh, the summarization of that is, is terrifying <laughs> and disturbing for any kid to be involved in. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that it was that weird. He also followed his mom's footsteps at a bunch of modeling. So he was doing anything and everything to kind of, you know, chip in for the household, I guess. <laughs> in the 80s, he did uh, a ton of guest roles on Who's the Boss, Charles in Charge, two shows I actually loved growing up. And then he got like a um, an ongoing role on The Young and the Restless, where he played a guy named Brendan Collins. Um, he always plays Irish guys. Like in um, Brendan Collins. Ah, Mr. Brendan Collins, we can't have you. <laughs> he was actually nominated for an Outstanding Lead Actor and Actress Award in a soap opera. Wait, what is this award? Soap opera at the Youth in Film Awards. Whatever that means. Sounds prestigious. <laughs> but, it, but it also doesn't. 
Kyle, do you have that link starting at 2.35? I do. This is a piece of his, uh, a nugget of his acting in this, uh, this Who is it? show. We just have a few problems. More than a few, I'd say. Come on, Victoria, quit doing this to yourself. You can smell the award. You're too right young here. to be going through all this pain. Just get out of it while you, you still taste can. it. Please. He's still he's still talking, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> I felt nothing I felt, watching yeah. that. Well, well, he was he was only nominated for the award. He didn't win. <laughs> oh, wow! So, just an FYI on that. But you know, he's uh, he made a go of it. You know, paid his dues. Um, well, this show I want to bring up that he was in with uh, Stephen Dorff, in which Stephen Dorff was the was the lead in. Uh, the premise of the show is basically about a family in New Jersey who gets mailed a ventriloquist dummy named Buzz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is this is was when this a spin-off of Alf or something. This is when the days when you could spit on a piece of paper and sell it as a pilot to to a major like network. Alf. Like Alf. Alf is actually a good show. No, I, I know, Alf. but it's a kind of a crazy premise. Uh, no, yeah, I I think it's like uh inspired by Alf maybe. Okay. But this is just so much creepier somehow than Alf. Yeah, yeah it's at start of 1415. It's like Showbiz Pizza the show. Yeah, it, it more or less <laughs> is. If you like really? Showbiz Pizza. You know, Corey, why don't you tell Joanna what you know about the Firebird? Oh, uh well, it has dual carbs, fuel injection, uh, <laughs> and it's your choice of vinyl or velour seatings. She's talking about a not a car, you yachts. <laughs> 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 oh, what a sense of humor. There's a weird well, uh, doll just like, sitting on the couch saying the lines. Yeah. Don't go yet. <laughs> you know, I've got a great idea. Why don't you come over here first and let Corey make you dinner? He's a gourmet cook. What? <laughs> Didn't he tell you? Oh, French cuisine is his specialty. I didn't know that. I saw him make a cheese sandwich once. <laughs> no. Wait, can they hear that? I don't know no. if the other people can hear it. No, that's just... But it's kind of like... I think this is my crazy theory. I can ask people. But I think that's what inspired Stewie on Family Guy. Because no one else oh, can hear funny. the weird ventriloquist doll but the people that live in the house. Ah. And it was called What a Dummy? What a dummy, question mark. <laughs> I, I'm only asking because I see the name on the video. That was the title. That was the, the title. What a dummy. What a dummy. What a dumb title. Yeah. What a dumb executive <laughs> who greenlit it. Yeah. It was about the writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a good show on now called Chucky. Yeah. That yes. enhanced well, that more, premise. They're more intentional. I, it's less creepy somehow if it's more... I don't know. Yeah. The way they do it is different. More subversive, more yeah, aware. More aware of itself. Yeah. That is just, they're trying to get away with that absurd premise of, uh, and th they were first to do something like that, I think. Groundbreaking in some ways. There were other shows, too, in the 90s that had that uh, dummy premise. There was one with Bobcat Goldthwait oh, doing yeah. the voice of a dog. <laughs> what was that called? That was on for oh. kill, kill My Life or yes, uh, yes, yeah, Kill My Life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. But yeah, please. <laughs> I forget. Like something like Unhappily Ever After. Yes, that's yeah, what it that was. was it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a Fox one where, you know, they had that built-in style of comedy where they did uh, Married with Children and it stuff was, like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I think it was the same creators, actually. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Paul eventually graduated to movies, you know, 
granted, not great ones. As we were talking before, Meet the Deedles was his uh, first major Bojan picture in which he was like a, had a starring role in. That's crazy. Yeah, it was a big box office flop. Yeah, it was a disaster. Did I even need to say that? Well, they, he was two relatively unknowns also. I didn't know it was a Disney movie. Yeah, it was a Disney movie. It was about surfers that pretended to be park rangers for some reason. Yeah, that's a ridiculous idea. And incidentally, Paul Walker said that he in another life he would have wanted to be a park ranger instead oh, of an really? actor. Uh, That's why he took it? Like He reads the script and like, yeah, I, I love it. I'm really into I the park myself. ranger. <laughs> yeah, I see myself in this. But I don't know. I don't think Paul Walker really reads his script at this time. Maybe he does. I don't know. He's like a young kid. I don't know. I'd be like, how much are they paying? Yeah, you know? he probably has someone in his ear saying this is a good opportunity for you. Yeah, I'm Just sure do he's, got, it. he's got a smart agent. Yeah. Uh, he seems to have smart representatives around him that actually got him the career that he finally got. Sometimes you really don't know. Yeah. This could have been a hit with the kids. That's yeah. true. It wasn't. It, it could have been like Spy Kids or some you know, yeah. phenomenon yeah. or something. Paul eventually went on to do some a little bit more mature movie roles. We'll call it that. He got Pleasantville. He was in that. Uh, Varsity Blues. She's Ooh. all that. The Skulls. The Skulls. Pleasantville, though. That really, it's like his huge debut, Yeah, I would say. He wouldn't have gotten, I don't think, such prominent roles without... That's a good point. Because, yeah, Pleasantville is 98, and then Meet, Meet the Deedles also 98. But right before it. No, right before it. Yeah, so he booked that, and I don't know, he probably just had the look for Pleasantville, and they were like, yeah, he, exactly. looks, he looks good in this black and white, let's, uh, let's go with him. Yeah. He had that all-American look, but he also played to the benefit of whatever film magazine he was working with after, he always played like the the privileged douche mm-hmm. in the later movies. Yeah. You know, like the Skulls and She's All That and Varsity Blues. He wasn't really a likable character. No. Ever. And yet, if you think about his roles in all those movies, he's very memorable. Like in Varsity Blues. Yeah. Like that was a big thing when he got injured in the movie. He's the... He's the hotshot quarterback. Quarterback, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And he sets the scene for James fucking Vanderbeek to shine. Yeah, yeah that shithead. He's a Mark Paul Gosler of his time. Exactly. I, he sucked in that. That like he's just a he's just an all around shitty dude. He's very good in Angus as the villain though. And Rules of Attraction. I thought that was a great movie yes. that no one uh, listening right now has probably ever seen and probably should. Great soundtrack, too. Also a great soundtrack. Angus, great soundtrack as well. Do we yeah. notice how we didn't want to talk about <laughs> Angus? Yeah. Angus is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle will, will sneak up on you with the weirdest movie that he's the biggest fan oh of. Oh, my God. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so, who said something about Angus? Like you wouldn't yeah. cry watching it today, you fucking liar. He all of a sudden snaps out of it. Someone say Angus? But the role that would take Paul Walker and catapult him into international superstardom was his role as Brian O'Connor in The Fast and the Furious in 2001. Brian O'Connor. Mr. Brian O'Connor. Yeah, he was Brendan like Collins before. Yeah, something. yeah like now he's McClanahan. Yeah, he's like Tony Danza. He can only play like two variations of a name, but yeah. he gets confused. <laughs> he was Jimmy McClover in his childhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's got like a whisper that goes, yeah, he, he's really good with like two variations of the same name. Um, so the, the movie was directed by Rob Cohen, who was inspired in the 90s. He wanted to make a film after reading the 1998 Vibe magazine article called Racer X about street racing in New York City. 
Um, after watching an actual illegal street race on the streets of Los Angeles, he tried to like find the perfect screenplay which matched his vision. Um, little die factoid here: uh, he actually directed the Rat Pack movie, which I had said was my favorite portrayal with Leota. With Leota, yeah. yeah, and Don Cheadle as Sammy Davis, and that's my favorite portrayal of the Rat Pack. Yeah, I think on screen. Yeah, that was an HBO original movie. Uh, it was, yeah, yeah. They did pretty good movies at that time. The Late Shift. The Late Shift is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Bronx Tale, Late Shift. Yeah, they did some great shit. Um, Rob Cohen also, by the way, directed The Skulls. Oh, where, did he? Where he cast Paul Walker, and he was nervous that Paul Walker was too Californian to portray a kid on the East Coast. Really? Mm. And so they really worked on the accent. Oh, really? Yeah. I, did, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that snuck right past me. Um the Fast and Furious, his original title was Redline before it was changed to The Fast and the Furious because another movie was named The Fast and the Furious. It was a old Roger Corman movie from 1954, but they bought the licensing rights for The Fast and the Furious to oh, use man. that name. Yeah. That was a good purchase. Yeah. They got a lot of mileage out of that. The original story was actually a mostly white and suburban story, but they uh, set in New York, but they changed it to... L.A. and they made a, a very diverse cast. And that's the only one that Rob Cohen directed. Wow. He moved on, actually, with the with the uh, him and Vin Diesel tried to start the Triple X franchise. But the second one did horribly. So they kind of right. just stuck with the, you know, they, everyone comes back home eventually, you know, to, you know, the yeah. cash cow that is the Fast and the Furious. Yes. I had a friend who worked on with him like later on, like in the in his mummy years and said he was kind of a douche. <laughs> well, there's another update about him. What's that? He's canceled. Oh, Rob Cohen. Yes, I, I, I do have that. Um, okay, I'll, I'll let we you gonna, handle no, that. No, we can address it really quick. I don't care. <laughs> Ashia Argento, Argento yeah. said that he raped her on well, the set of Triple yeah. X. He said, oh, Jesus. Uh, she said he drugged her with gamma hydroxybutyrate, some very long chemical that he gave her and raped her during the film of Triple X. A representative of Cohen denied Argento's assault accusation as absolutely false. This is the same girl that possibly had sex with a minor who played her son in a movie years earlier. Yeah. And possibly caused the death of Anthony Bourdain. Because yes. he was so distraught by that. Yes. By the fact that his girlfriend at the time, very serious girlfriend, was was having sex with some underage was kid. Statutory raping. Uh, you know what? <laughs> yeah. This is an upcoming episode. So yeah, I let's won't keep get, it yeah. to the. I'm not going to say any more. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> let's move on. Well, tune the, in. Well, re really quick, <laughs> I want to mention the other allegation because on February 21st, 2019, uh, Rob Cohen's daughter, uh, Valkyrie, is her first name. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> Fan of the Brian Singer <laughs> flick with Tom Cruise. Or, or I think it was an operation. Um, in which they try to kill Hitler. Right, but yeah, yeah. Ryan Singer directed that yeah, movie. Another, another creep. And it's also a vampire hunter, isn't it? Yeah. Valkyrie. Yeah, we'll Speaking of Ryan Singer, Paul Walker turned down the role in Superman Returns. Yes. Well, uh, okay. Okay, we're mind. all over the map now. I'm just <laughs> Silence. Order in the court. <laughs> so the, the, the daughter's name is Valkyrie Weather, which is weird. Uh, she... <laughs> Accused her dad, Rob Cohen, of sexually assaulting her as a child, as well as sexually assaulting another woman, whoever that may be. Uh, Weather further claimed that Cohen had taken her to visit sex workers in Thailand in the Czech Republic when she was 12, supposedly in an attempt to turn her straight. 
because I guess she was a lesbian. Although Cohen categorically denied these claims in a later statement, Diane Mitzner, Cohen's former wife and Weathers' mother, confirmed that she had witnessed at least one incident of sexual assault against Weather as a child. This is getting deeper and deeper. Yeah, it's not wow. good. Um, another allegation of sexual assault was published by the HuffPost uh, September 28th, 2019, almost a, a couple of years to the date after Paul Walker died. Um, Cohen's lawyer, again, denied all that stuff. So, so yeah, Rob Cohen, I'm not saying he's a good guy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but he did direct the first he did, Fast and Furious He popped movie, it off, and I think... Among it, other things. Yeah, he, he directed some assaults, too. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah, Jesus. sick fuck. Let's get back to Paul Walker. I, 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 oh, okay, so, so now it's okay to not, to not branch off on other shit. Why do you have to take us down that disgusting yeah. rabbit hole? Let's okay. get back to... Well, know. I have a little factoid to get things back on track here. Great. Okay? Eminem was originally offered the role that Paul Walker got. No shit. Wow. Yeah. But he turned it down to do 8 Mile. Good move. Directed by Curtis Hansen. Yes, that's correct. Who's dead? Another episode or maybe not. Um, Mini-sode. Also, Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale were also considered for the fucking role. Oh, uh, that would have been terrible with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he, him, and, um, him and Vin Diesel would not have got along at the end of the day. No, oh, no. I think that's the reason why him and uh, the, the movies worked out so well, that dynamic, because Paul Walker's very, you know, chill and like, you know, f- exactly. go with the flow. And Vin Diesel, I think, is very pushy and forceful. From all accounts, Paul Walker was easygoing, cool guy. So I could see Marky Mark not, listen, yeah, not them, listening yeah. to Vin's they'd ideas. Fi- they'll be fighting every day. They're two guys that make themselves out to be tougher than they are on yeah. screen. In life, too. Did you know th- that fucking guy gave himself the name Vin Diesel yeah. when he was a kid? He was, before no, he, he was even acting? He was. A, I heard he was a bouncer at New York bars, and he called well, himself okay. Vin Diesel. I heard it was so he could be tougher on the New York streets. That could be true also. He was a breakdancer back in the day. Was he? Yeah. And did you know that he never knew his father? So he's never said what his ethnicity is. Yeah, he's very uh, it's ambiguous. ambiguous. That's what they call him. And that he has a fraternal twin brother. Oh, shit. Named Chuck Diesel. <laughs> no, it's uh, <laughs> Paul Vincent. Chuck Unleaded. Paul Vincent is the brother's name. <laughs> Paul Petrol. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I was going to mention to get it back on track again. Um <laughs> Timothy Oliphant was also, the, the studio said if he, he's not going to be in the role, the Paul Walker role, they're not even going to greenlight it. Wow. That's a weird person to fight for like that. Yeah. They really like Scream 2, I guess. Yeah, no shit. Or Gone. Or Go. <laughs> go. No, go. <laughs> <laughs> or Stop. <laughs> yeah. There are actually rumors that Timothy, Timothy Oliphant killed Paul Walker. He threw a, a stick in their spokes. Um, <laughs> okay. Be, well, because, we'll talk about that later. We have a because, conspiracy section. <laughs> go on. Because... And Oliphant never forgets. <laughs> what the fuck? An <laughs> elephant never forgets? You've never heard that? Oh, yeah. This <laughs> is Kyle's joke hour. So, is this thing on? Yeah. He, he never forgets that he turned down a role and it was yeah. his choice. Oh, he turned it down? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, he had no vendetta. He said, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, what, that executive that took a stand for Timothy Oliphant? Yeah. What the fuck? The ball's on let it, letting me pass yeah. on 
that role. <laughs> the movie doesn't get made. That's my final word. Yeah. Uh, cut to the trailer with Paul Walker. <laughs> yeah. All of us just didn't want it made at all. If, if no one's going to make it, no, you know, I'm not going to make it. No one's going to make it. <laughs> Um, Oliphant, <laughs> however, had starred in a the previous year's car theme blockbuster Gone in sixty seconds. So he's like, "Why am I going to do an, another car movie?" Yeah. Um, so he declined the role, and he, he, he's never forgotten it since. Um, <laughs> Oliphant, he's also part of the Vanderbilt family. Some people don't mention that. Oh wow, really? Yeah, and I think he doesn't want people. All to these mention fucking that. people. Have I know. Just uh, Gloria Vanderbilt. Yeah. As in Anderson Cooper. Yep. So how is he related to Anderson Cooper? I'm sure through some... I don't have the fucking family tree here, but but through some far lineage, they're all part of the same. And not to go down another dark rabbit hole, but Anderson Cooper's brother killed himself. Yeah, that's true. You just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> what? <laughs> you brought up the fucking Vanderbilt. <laughs> they're third cousins, Timothy Oliphant and Anderson Cooper. Well, oh, I, so I, they're not even related. I heard Anderson... So they Co- could fuck it to be fine. Ander- Anderson Cooper's brother actually jumped to <laughs> his death. test. He, oh, ju- he jumped to me. his death. What are you saying, Mark? I said Anderson Cooper's brother jumped to his death when he found out that Timothy Oliphant passed on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to take him to Showbiz Pizza. Yeah. He's like, no! What's your last dying wish? Showbiz Pizza. I want to <laughs> fuck one of those uh, animatronic things. Um, the role of Mia Toretta was originally uh, supposed to be Eliza Duchku. Medford, Boston, mm, yes. uh, uh, native. True lies. Uh, she turned down the role in Sarah Michelle G- Galar, which she likes to be called. <laughs> Jessica Biel, Kirsten Dunst, and Natalie Portman auditioned for the role. Imagine Natalie oh. Portman auditioning for for the Fast and the Furious. I would love to bring that up to her. That's crazy. I thought you were going to say they all turned the role down. I'm like, what is Jessica Biel doing turning down that role? No, yeah, no, okay. they aud- Natalie Portman auditioned. That and that's so fresh sad. off the heels of like the uh, Star, Star Wars. Wars trilogy. Yeah, so maybe she was a little downgraded. Yeah, to be fair, I think that did downgrade her. Yeah, because it, it wasn't well received. Yeah, no, it was trash. Well, it was it was around the same time, so it might not have even have come out yet. Ninety nine. Oh, okay, was Phantom yeah, yeah. Menace? Gotcha. Um, the first movie went on to make two hundred and seventy. Uh no, two hundred seven point four million dollars. <laughs> two hundred whole dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah, two hundred seven million dollars. Pretty good there. Yeah. Way above, yeah, two thousand one dollars on a exactly. thir- on a thirty eight million dollar budget. So it, it was wildly profitable. Wow. So the studios are like, Haha, let's keep them coming, you mm-hmm. pussies. Um, <laughs> but with Timothy Oliphant, it could have made a billion dollars. Yeah. You know what? I think you're right. That's what he tells people while he's wandering the streets of L.A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is Oliphant just wandering the streets? <laughs> he's pushing a cart like Marilyn Monroe <laughs> yeah. was yeah. last week. I could have been someone. <laughs> I could have been a contender. So, yeah, like I was saying, Vin Diesel tried to start the Triple X, and that didn't really have the same fanfare, if you will. So they all kind of came back. Yeah, the Triple um, X and the Chronicles of Riddick, they were just garbage. Oh, I hated his other movie yeah. career. I hated his entire I got, movie. I got glasses yeah. on now. <laughs> so, yeah, all the actors always come back to Fast and Furious for their payday. So, you know, they you notice they're just collecting more and more people. Paul Walker was not asked back, though, in the sequel. Wow, you're including something I did not even know in my research here. They didn't want him in the movie because they felt he was too old by this point. What? Wow. So he's not in it. And Vin Diesel doesn't look young. Yeah, no shit. Isn't Vin Diesel like 10 years his senior? Is, are they trying to say ambiguous don't crack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I was dead wrong. 
Hold on. I just checked my notes. Yeah, we're checking our Tokyo sources. Drift. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. The yeah, third yeah. one. Well, no, that's not the third one. That's a standalone movie that is not part of the the actual chronological order of the Fast and Furious movies. But it movies. is the third one. No, it, but it's a standalone. Too Fast, Too Furious. He starred with Ludacris. Yeah. Song of the same name. So he was... By Ludacris. He was not considered an old fuddy-duddy for Too Fast, Too Furious. It was the third one where he was considered like George Burns and too old. Fair enough, fair enough. Too fast. Um, <laughs> Nice George Burns comparison. Too um, Furious. In 2013... The team was back filming the seventh installment of the Fast and Furious franchise when they left for Thanksgiving break in November of 2013. We were talking about before we started recording, like the movie has made over a billion and a half dollars. The entire franchise has grossed that amount. And the people that go to see it are, I think it's a mixture of ironic viewers and people that earnestly actually enjoy these mm-hmm. characters and the family and ooh, the family, you know, and all when that. You hear shit. your family. Yeah. Unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Olive Garden mixing with the Fast and Furious, and people are just stupid and enjoy this kind of, you know, I like the car chases. In these movies, they are ridiculous. The only one I've seen is the eighth one, The Fate of the Furious in the theater. That's the only one I've seen. Oh, really? And that was my experience. There were people that earnestly <laughs> laughed at all the cutesy jokes with Hobbs and Shaw, you know, The Rock. I saw Hobbs and Shaw in the theater, too, and that was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of it cringy humor, by the way. Yeah, totally. It's just dumb, and it's just not even fun. And you know, the fact that the last one that they, they went to space and stuff, and it's oh, just God. like it's ridiculous Ugh. you know like jason x and leprechaun 4 yeah exactly you're right though they do the car chase as well they do and they know that's their bread and butter and that's where people are are coming for the movies for the most part yeah. and you know they love the camaraderie and the you know the the brothership and all that you know the shit. family the family um so yeah, I think that's why people come back, and it's made it made a ton of money throughout the years, as much to the point that Paul Walker didn't really have to work that much in other roles, and he didn't really do a lot of other shit. No, like why would you? <laughs> and he's the type of he's just a chill dude. He didn't care about like you know winning an Oscar, winning a Cannes Film Festival, or any of that shit. He just like. You know, he wanted to go surfing and make his movies and work as little as possible and enjoy hanging out with his daughter. Right. The daughter. Yeah. She's coming up. Okay. Well, I'll say while they were on that uh, Thanksgiving break that I was talking about in November of 2013, Paul Walker was a passenger in uh, his own 2005 Porsche Carrera GT, which was driven by a close friend named Roger Rodas. Paul Walker was killed in a fiery car accident. Oof. So how did this happen? What happened? Um, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Where was he? (laughs) Through the wrench. Hanging out with Andre Agassi. (laughs) So at this time when uh, Paul and his friend, his friend who was driving, uh, they were in an industrial park around Santa Clarita, Valencia, California, which if we're going back to die history here, Mm -hmm. uh, there is a blip on that radar in which um, it's right around the corner where the Twilight Zone was. Indian Dunes. Indian Dunes, yeah. So there's a lot of shit that goes down there involving Hollywood and stuff. Hollywood dying. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) people not living. If you're not living, you're family. You're family. (laughs) (laughs) If you're flatlined, you're family. (laughs) Um, So his buddy Roger lost control of the vehicle that was going at least 100 miles per hour before it smashed into a curb and then into a tree and burst into flames. 
the flames were at least uh, 20 feet high, people were saying. Yeah. So, you know, it was a big fucking explosion. The speed that they were driving has been disputed by lawyers for the Walker estate. Mm. But um, the sheriff's office and the official report says at least speeds up to 100 miles per hour. Wow. What I have here is that Roger backed the car into the garage that they had, probably that shared mm-hmm. with all these, you know, he's like like Jay Leno level garage of like, not like a small garage, like part of a house. It was like a huge industrial garage with like a ton of cars and shit. But yeah, he backed the car into the garage. Paul jumped in and said, hey, let's go for a drive. And that's his last known words. Fuck. Hey, let's go for a drive. Um, his friend, Paul, who I, I think ran like the uh, the garage there, said... Uh, <laughs> He seemed to be a very big Fast and Furious fan because his, he said, Paul lived his life and died fast and furious. Oh, God. Yeah, fr- <laughs> yeah, I'd rather. Cringe. No one said anything about me than that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bother, <laughs> you lazy bastard. Yeah. You're just saying movie titles. Yeah. He definitely met those deedles. Well, this guy, <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy, Paul, I think was a very sentimental sap because I guess he ran to where the accident happened. He wanted to like run to get Paul out of the like it was yeah. on fire. He was like a yeah. it was like, you know, Terminator two, like the corpse, you know, after the atomic bomb hits, you know. It's just like <laughs> holding onto no- the fence. There's nothing else there. You know, he's he's yeah. he's a skeleton, man. Do we want to <laughs> see the footage? The yeah, crash? please, please, okay. please. Yeah, there's a lot of cameras around there. There was like a lot of like industrial park, just like security cameras. This surveillance video shows the moment of impact. Watch it again in slow motion. The light pull on the right and tree go oh. down after being hit by a Porsche. About a minute later, smoke begins to rise. Another camera captures the collision from a different angle. At the time, Walker was inside this Porsche Carrera GT. Investigators believe the car was speeding, but don't have any evidence the car was leaking liquid and don't think another car was involved. Or was there? So now this is the amateur footage. We don't, but we came from the same area. Is that what car is that? The way they're no, speculating. Go the drive away so blow up. <laughs> These guys are gonna get themselves in an accident. Beavis and Butthead here. I know. Hey man, you wow. drive, you drive. I'm not the one driving. So now they're just filming this car that's on fire, billowing smoke. Needless to say, they have no idea it's Paul Walker there. And what is it bit what business of it? Of it is theirs. Yeah, they're getting out of the car. I like how they're afraid it's going to well, blow up. Yet yeah, now they're going to walk. It just did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another thing exploded. It, yeah. Oh, well, that's possible. Running. Like, yeah, more they're sh- running away now. Yeah, and they they left the car uh, yes, running. There is someone in there. Ugh. Oh, did you hear that? There's someone in there. Yeah, that guy's driving a very fast and furious looking inspired car too. Yeah, which is funny. Um, Paul was survived by his daughter Meadow who was just 15 at the time. Um, on her 21st birthday, uh, a couple years later, in May, Meadow shared uh, previously unseen footage of her father on her Instagram page. Um, the clip showed Meadow surprising her dad on his birthday by bursting into his bedroom. Meadow, um, around this time, had just filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Porsche, claiming that the sports car... Uh, he was riding and had multiple design flaws. You made my dad drive fast. <laughs> yeah. What do you get Seriously. off? Seriously. My dad's friend. <laughs> Roger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, <Excuse me>. yeah. 
Porsche said the uh, that the car was abused and altered after being placed into the stream of commerce in a manner that was not reasonably foreseeable to Porsche. So I think they're pretty much saying there that Roger or Paul or whoever in, Roger. That, in that garage there, they changed, they altered the car in a way that was not really the same as Porsche had like designed it to be. Um the Porsche legal department response went on to say that Walker was a knowledgeable and sophisticated user who knowingly exposed himself to the risks involved in using the the vehicle. So they're pretty okay. much saying they're like, look at the movies he's been in. This guy should know what he's doing, you know, what how he's driving, how he's like kind of like reconfiguring this car after it came out of the dealership. Basically. But then you can make that argument about Alec Baldwin, who's playing a cowboy, but doesn't know how to use a gun, apparently. It's acting. Does he know <laughs> actually about the car? Yes. In fact, he became a race car driver after the first Fast and the Furious. Yeah. So he was very knowledgeable uh, okay. yeah. in that world. Well, the Walker attorney in response said the bottom line is that Porsche Career GT is a dangerous car. It doesn't belong on the street. And we shouldn't be without Paul Walker or his friend Roger Rodas today. Mm. Um. The lawsuit alleged that the vehicle lacks safety features that are found on well-designed racing cars or even Porsche's least expensive road cars, features that could have prevented the accident or, at a minimum, allowed Paul Walker to survive the crash. Although it is unknown how much Porsche settled for, which they did settle with uh, with the daughter, oh, wow. um, I, I don't know the exact amount, but Paul, even outside of that lawsuit, left her with $25 million in his will. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It, his will was very well defined for mm. someone that age, for someone only 40 years old. He had just turned 40. Yeah, he had he, in September. Yeah. I have a quote from him. What? What is it? <laughs> I think 40 is going to be good. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. Jesus. Well, that? It was a very God, good laugh thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very good year. Except for the part where he was, you know, burned to it death. It was a very yeah. good year. Fuck. Um, yeah. Well, that, that's the only black spot, you know, spot on it. Yeah. Um, His dad also said in interviews that Paul was a very conscientious driver and really cared about driving safely when he was in race cars. Well, I think with, with this, I think this guy, Roger, was just handling the car. It got a little bit away from him. I think you got to be a stronger, bigger person. I think he was a smaller guy. Got a lot of bit away from him. <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah, that telephone pole went down easy. Cars like this, I used to work at a car dealership, and like I remember driving one time a BMW. Um, it was like an M8. It was like a fucking, you know, 1,200 horsepower car or something. And like, they're not fun to drive. They're fucking, they're nerve wracking to drive. I'm good. I don't need that yeah, excitement. They're, they're not yeah. good for the road. They're just like dangerous. And the, you know, there's no reason why anyone should be driving that fast in them no. in like residential or even this whatever industrial park this was. They're in uh, Santa Clarita. Just go to Six Flags if yeah. you want a thrill. Right yeah. down the road. <laughs> what? There's a big, the big parking lot you mean? No, just no, Six just... Flags. Go on a roller coaster. Oh, just go yeah. on a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah, they have all of it. There's 26 roller coasters there. <laughs> Um, so I did really want to talk about the custody of, of their daughter, Meadow. I thought this was, I didn't even know this part was what happened. There was a custody issue. A judge stated that Meadow, 
was to live with her biological mother and nanny after a Los Angeles family court commissioner dismissed the guardianship case over the 15-year-old teen. So what happened was, I guess the mom had gotten word that the grandmother of, of Meadow... Paul Walker's mom? Paul Walker's mom was supposed to get guardianship of Meadow. But it went to an, a, like an appellate judge, and the judge was like, no, we're going to give it to the actual mom. Because he wasn't married to this woman. He had no connection. She lives in Hawaii. It was around the Pleasantville Deedles time. Yeah, right? 1998. That's when Meta was uh, was conceived and born. Yeah. So he's probably just like struggling, yeah. you know, to, to make money and stuff. Because he had kind of given up on acting until this. Yeah, because he was in time. like he was like a child actor, and then he wasn't sure because that that move is very tough into becoming an adult star after being a child star. Look at Glosser. <laughs> Mark Paul Gosler, yeah. <laughs> well, you got Franklin Bash, so he got some stuff later. Yeah, you have uh, Jason Bateman. That's probably the most successful out of any child actor. Yeah, and DiCaprio. Then, yeah, from true. The Hogan family, Jason Bateman. Yeah, exactly. And DiCaprio from uh, Growing Pains. Growing yes. Pains. Thank you very much. So anyway, after this was all eventually all sorted out. The grandmother called uh, the mom, who was Rebecca Sauteros, that was her name, called her a drunk, basically. So the mom was not doing well. That's what caused this. Yeah, the mom, Rebecca, who was uh, the, the baby mama, yeah. uh, had a, had a, basically had a fight with grandmother, which was Cheryl Walker, who was Paul's mom. And they had like a, a court battle. And eventually it was smoothed out. And the drunk mom, as I call her, uh, she moved to Los Angeles from Hawaii, and she took custody of of Meadow. Oh, she and, won. And she won. Yeah. Wow. Well, you want to give the kid, even though Paul Walker had in his will, it wasn't really his legal right to actually say that in a will hmm. that the the daughter would go to the grandmother. I thought by the time he died, he did have custody of her. He was at a very good place in his Cause, life. No, because I think at that time Rebecca wasn't fighting it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so therefore, you know, because she had actually got a DUI in 2003 and 2013. The so, same year. So he, I think she knew even if she tried to fight him for custody at that time before he died, she would have lost. Yeah. Yeah. And he was looking forward to spending time with his daughter more yep. and building this whole new life as he got older. And spending time with some girlfriends, which I'll talk well, about in a minute. Too, We're yeah. not... Uh, we're not the most of age people we'll, we're going to talk about in the middle of the year. Oh, but, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, that all got square, squared away, and we don't know how much um, Meadow got from the settlement from Porsche okay. and, all, and all that stuff. But, you know, God love her. And she got a, she got 20. If I got $25 million as a 15-year-old or 18-year-old. I'd be dead by I'd 16. Be dead. I'd, be, yeah, I'd be dead right, I'd be dead right now. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So aside from all those investigations, there was a separate, more official L.A. Sheriff's Office investigation regarding Paul's death. Um, we uh, think they were speeding. <laughs> yeah. Case closed. Well, that was one of the major bullet points. But yes, they, they were going somewhere between 80 and 93 miles per hour. But it could have been on the higher end of that. Who the hell knows? That doesn't even sound like as fast as you would think. And not yeah. as furious. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty furious, no, but, but have you like driving in an industrial park? If you're going 80 in an industrial park, like True. where those very windy roads yes. and stuff that you like in a car that they're, they're big, like they're like fucking race mm -hmm. cars. Um, yeah, that's hard to handle. Yeah. 
Um, unless you know it like the back of your hand and know like well the twists and turns and stuff. That is mind boggling if you think about it. Yeah. Paul Walker trusting the guy. Like, I'm not even going to drive this. I'm going to get in and go for this ride with someone else in charge of my life. Right. Yeah. Well, the posted speed limit was 45 miles per hour. So obviously they were, you know, more than doubling that. They ran through that sign. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that caught on fire, too. They smelted the sign. <laughs> yeah, that uh, power pole is metal. Those do not go down easily. And that thing went down like a toothpick. Yeah. So I would be surprised if it was... Less than 93 miles an hour. Well, the, the, that thing went down like Tower 3. <laughs> yeah. Seven. By, by or the, seven. Yeah. Well, it's the third tower. Yeah. It is, yeah. By Dick Cheney and uh, George Bush did it. <laughs> um, the Walker family sued. They, their lawsuit stated that they were going somewhere between 63 and 71 miles per hour, which is also very fast. Bullshit. The family's investigators also think... They also claimed that the car was going somewhere between 40 and 60 miles per hour. So they downgraded even later. So, you know. Were they getting paid off by the estate so they could sue Porsche? No, th- this is not the sheriff's department. This is the family like rebuttal to oh. the sheriff's department report. Gotcha. So they're like, yeah, I, we know what you're saying, sheriff's department, but we have our own set of facts here. I think we know a little bit. Um, let me see here. Do we want to hear a little bit about his last day from the documentary? Yeah, sure. But there was an official documentary on Paul Walker's life called I Am Paul Walker. I think he got a text on his phone. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to be somewhere right now. He told my mom, he said, oh, there's an event that I'm supposed to go to. Um, this is toy drive. When the toy drive was finished... I was driving the Carrera GT from where he was parked, trying to put it back into the garage. Roger comes out, joking around with me, saying that, hey, you know, you probably don't know how to drive a Carrera GT, right? And it's my car. Let me take it home. And that's when Paul was leaving and said he wants to take a ride with Roger first. So we're there still cleaning up. Then next thing we know, we hear a lot of noise, a lot of bend. Supposedly, the impact knocked him out. And then the car just became this inferno. That's Tyrese Gibson talking. They were good friends, apparently. A co-star from the movies. Yeah. He's stuck in this car. He's unconscious on impact. And then he just burns alive. Jeez. And Cody is in there talking about... The brother. It was supposed to be just such an innocuous event. Yeah, just going to the quick toy drive, drive yeah. and coming back. He was talking to him on the phone beforehand. Yeah. And Cody was like, thank God that he wasn't busy at that moment and took the call. Yeah. Mm. And so he got one final conversation then with his brother. Wow. Well, this was that theory I was talking about the, at the top here. Uh, there was one early theory. Considering the nature of Paul Walker's movies, again, that there was this theory that he and, uh, and Roger could have been racing another car oh. when, when this crash happened. And where's that other car? I don't know. Uh, no eyewitnesses contacted the, um, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department to say that there was a second vehicle, and there was no evidence to indicate that there was a second car involved in the collision. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, some people are saying that, you know, there was no other reason for them to be driving that fast other than, you know, they were actually racing someone who challenged him because he saw him in the movie and stuff. We're on to you, Oliphant. Oh, could have been Timothy Oliphant. Wait a second. I don't... Actually, I I got a tie here. Uh Uh-oh. 
Let's hear it. He starred in the Netflix show with Drew Barrymore, The Santa Clarita Diet. Ooh, that is true. Right around the corner. So he might have been planning that show Which is a murder at this show. time. Yeah. Wow. And so he was in Santa Clarita with the vengeance. So we placed him wow. in the area. Yes. Fuck, man. Oh, that's crazy. That, well, we're gonna have to. That's gonna be for a post mortem. We're gonna. We're on to like you, that. fucko. Yeah, we want to talk to you, Mister <laughs> Oliphant. We don't care who your family is. Um, <laughs> so apparently, per this uh, L.A. Sheriff's Department report, the two men did not live long after the crash. Um, he died on impact. The Roger. Yeah. Roger. Well, Walker suffered fractures of his left jawbone, collarbone, pelvis, ribs, and spine. Um, uh, I guess Rodas rapidly died of severe blunt head, neck, and chest trauma. That'll do it. Yeah. I guess, Paul, it took like a couple of minutes, but I, I think part of it, they said he, he died from like uh, trauma and also from just the fire itself. The flames. Burn, yeah, the flames burning his Because he was unconscious. I think he was dead before because you have it in here too that there wasn't a lot of soot in his uh, throat. Yeah. So yeah. he wasn't breathing when the smoke the smoke came first. Yeah. Uh, unconscious. Yeah, yeah. So he wouldn't have been breathing. No, if you're unconscious, you still oh, breathe. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Unless you're dead. No, but maybe uh, Dr. not. Dr. Emeritus Alejandro. <laughs> no, 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 no. I meant like not as much, though, as if he was, you know, yeah, sure. conscious. Yeah. Either way, I, I, I'm sure they were not. Uh, they were not awake. <laughs> if you're unconscious, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. PhD. Um <laughs> Some people wonder, okay, who the fuck is this Roger Rodas guy? Um, Paul's good friend, I guess, whom they started a charity uh, that helped first responders in third world countries. And I think this was like a um, a fundraiser for that charity that they were going to at okay. the tail end yeah. after Paul forgot about the entire thing. Um, he was very passionate about it. They met at a California race club, and I guess he was driving a Porsche that Walker had previously owned. You have my car. Yeah, you got my car. Um, soon they were racing side by side. So it's kind of like Dominic and uh, it's kind of like the, the movie a little bit. Dominic being. Dominic being the Vin Diesel character. So they, they kind of met up and just like two guys that love racing and stuff. And, you know, they became buds. Um, married with two kids. Um, 38-year-old El Salvadoran native um, who was known as a, a loving family man. And he worked as a financial planner for Bank of America. So, And he was a philanthropist. Also a philanthropist, yeah. And uh, I think he did a lot of stuff through this uh, foundation that him and Paul found. So after all was said and done, the Fast and Furious 7, the show must go on. It was completed using scenes already filmed by Paul Walker and scenes shot using his brother, um, Cody, Cody, Cody and yeah. Caleb, and Caleb as Two body brothers. doubles. Yeah, so wow. so they got the whole Walker uh, family in there, and they that family has the good looking genes. His yeah. brothers look exactly like Paul Walker. God yeah. damn. Um, Kyle, could you play the Fast and Furious tribute to Mr. Paul Walker? This is the weirdest thing ever. So this is the end of the movie. Yeah, the, yeah. it's it's Paul's character playing family. with his family, as they call it. Duty calls. It does. Me familia. On the yeah. beach. Here we go. Because the sun is out. Yeah. This is creepy. Medium rare, but I can get, like, well done. It's, like, really dark. What you nudging me for? Close your mouth for two seconds. Just open your eyes, man. 
The writing in these movies is so strong. Ludacris says, open your eyes. And, and, and it's to That's Paul Walker wants. just playing with his family. Home. 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 Family. Worries always belong. <laughs> when you hear Jesus, your family. What a fucking loser. different now. Who wants some breadsticks? Everything's going to be different now. The thing is, though, they didn't kill his character off. No. His, his character retires. So they decided we're not killing him. That's why they went to all that trouble with the brothers to keep the character alive. Wow. Just in case Paul came back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, in the unlikely event. Yeah, this is a very odd scene. Yeah, it's and if you stupid. fast forward a bit, though, you'll see the CGI. That's why we were brothers. <laughs> because you did too. That's why we were brothers. So this now there's a montage of Paul Walker from all the movies. This is like how they killed off David Strickland and uh, (laughs) suddenly Susan. No matter where you are, whether it's a quarter mile away. He's about to say the word family again. Of course he is. The most important thing in life will always be the people in this room right here. Right now. Salute me, familia. (laughs) (laughs) They drink Coronas. And here's the CGI Paul Walker coming up. Vin Diesel looks over to the car next to him. You'll always be with me. And it's CGI Paul Walker. Wow. You'll always be my brother. And he looks like a ghoul. Yeah, that was very creepy looking. And then his car takes a different pathway. And so that's supposed to be his character retiring. No, I thought it meant... But it was supposed to allude it's on his to way to Santa Clarita. That, yeah, so yeah. It that, sounds ludicrous, no pun intended. Yeah. But they kept the character alive. They even mentioned him in the next sequel. Yeah. Well, they want to keep making these movies until they all die. So yeah. So maybe they'll bring back CGI Paul Walker. That's going to be absurd. Well, they're waiting for the technology to catch up. Maybe well, I can they- see if you're a fan of this movie though, or the franchise, that would be a very emotional uh, final scene. As cheesy as we think it is. Kyle's eyes are a little glistening right now. Man, yeah. I can't take it, man. And he's erect. <laughs> <laughs> that was about as emotional as that soprano scene with the mom. I know, the same way, but like done a little bit better. The CGI was a little bit better, but like it's still weird. At least they just did whatever they could to get out of it. I just find it weird. Excuse me. To like <laughs> even Harold Ramis in the new Ghostbusters, it's like I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, they brought him back oh, from the dead. Yeah, crazy. unwillingly as a ghost. Yeah, literally a ghost. Really? in the movie. Yeah, that's so sad and weird and unnecessary. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. Um. So they kept going on with the movies. Um. You know, say what you will. They they kept making money and. They're doing their supposedly their final one. They're working on it now. They try to get the Rock. The Rock said, "No." Said Vin Diesel's a bitch. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's Vin, true. Vin yeah. Diesel posted that picture when it looked like he was like manhandling the Rock. Yeah, but he he made himself look bigger in the picture of on Instagram, <laughs> and everyone called it out. And then the Rock is like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this movie." And then the director, I guess, recently uh, bowed out, saying that he didn't want to deal with Vin Diesel anymore. Creative differences is what he said. Hey, Vin Diesel sucks. Yeah, and then they are keeping him on as a producer, so he gets his money for the last movie. But, Smart. Yeah. yeah. I'm creative. Vin Diesel is not. Yeah. Yeah. He's nothing. <laughs> you know who else had a meltdown was, uh, was um, Tyrese Gibson. 
Oh my god. A couple god. years ago, he went on one of the most epic rants. Unhinged. Unhinged like you've never about seen what? in Hollywood about before. What? Congratulations. <laughs> he was pissed that The Rock signed on, I think, to do the separate Hobbs and Shaw's movie. This is just Oh, he posted one, a video. Yeah, he posted he's just crying. Congratulations. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> now you see how good my <laughs> congratulations yeah, yeah, that was. was. Exactly, <laughs> that was perfect. And then he starts rambling about his own custody battle with his daughter, and he's really mad at The Rock for doing this Hobbs and Shaw. For The Rock movie. for just saying yes to do something, and he's clearly on drugs or drunk or clearly. something. Yeah. And he's accusing The Rock of taking food out of his daughter's mouth by taking <laughs> that movie. Role. It's really rock centered. Well, that, the the problem is The Rock should he? I I think he found out eventually. Like these people are all nuts. I don't want to deal with these. The these yeah, people. I don't need this. I am the star. What does he need Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris for? Well, Nothing. don't bring Ludacris didn't do well, anything. I, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> shockingly or not shockingly, Tyrese Gibson was brought back for the latest one. You would think that would be career ending. He probably apologized to The Rock. That guy fucking, he fucking towers over you. Oh, right? he's a yeah. monster. In person. Yeah, say that to his face, Tyrese. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he gives a shit about that. And speaking of F9, the titles are getting more absurd. It's actually about the computer key, F9. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah. <laughs> Print. Then, the next one is just going to be called the letter F. Yeah. Control-Alt-Delete. <laughs> or Cargo Vroom. <laughs> and incidentally enough, both of those titles, 10 letters. Hello. And the next installment will be the tenth one. Oh wow! So if they copy me, cargo room. You heard it here first, <laughs> and the letter F. That's ten letters. You, you should uh, register that with the WGA. Yeah, so, you know, they have to buy it from you. Maybe I like will. they had to buy it from Roger Corman before. Right. Yeah. Alejandro, uh, resident doctor and cryptologist, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I confuse people that are unconscious with being dead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you thought Timothy Oliphant was the aggrieved person. And, and I what, did. Oh, you that did. Was oh, me. you did. Okay. Do not <laughs> accuse me of that one. And Oliphant never forgets. <laughs> <laughs> Which was Kyle just tried to work. <laughs> I was getting the there. reality around <laughs> his joke, but it just it, it didn't really work like that. <laughs> and did you guys see that movie? about Timothy's life called Water for Oliphants. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I have a little more material before we just go way off the rails here. Um, Before we go off the rails? Well, speaking of unhinged, there's a very unhinged fan base that Paul Walker had uh, created out there. There is a YouTube account dedicated to the idea that Paul Walker was not really killed, that he's still alive. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. There's always those. Yeah, there's not really much to go on that, but there's like Reddit accounts and like threads and stuff talking about Paul Walker. He really survived the crash, or he wasn't even there, and he's just still alive laughing at us. Oh, we got a video. Paul I, Walker caught on camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? It's basically just shots of Paul Walker, which they're not, you know, timestamped, so they could have been any time. Or it could be Caleb or Cody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck these <laughs> His brothers look exactly like him. Oh, it's just all text with this. Yeah, it's me- all text. Melodramatic music. Yeah, they're like, he's yes, back. Yes, he's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is like... just pictures of him. No, but also this account has like 100,000. Yeah, this oh, has like 1.2 million views. Yeah. <laughs> what are the comments saying? Yeah, let's see what the comments say. 2020 and I still miss him. 
Yeah, it's all just like fans. They need to respect that he's gone, and yes, he lives in our hearts and soul. (laughs) Someone's speaking some sense. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's all people kind of speaking sense. Maybe the person who created this was just doing a bit or something. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I and we bit. Well, some people (laughs) we sure did. These wild like uh, L.A. guys out there, um, they're like uh, surfer bros, kind of. They were proposing a national holiday for Paul Walker. Um, if you click on that Instagram link there, these are these guys proposing this at like a city hall. I'm deeply honored to speak to the esteemed council. Oh, this is a comedic duo. I'm doing ads it's like they're, they're real. The statue for Paul Initiative. We are deeply honored by the one foot statue, but it's obviously too small to create a global impact. So <laughs> you mentioned that it's hard to break ground on the pier and on that uh, point, we're willing to agree. That is why we think we should take advantage of the San Clemente Cliffs. <laughs> They're laughing in there. <laughs> Paul Walker's face like a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> has Mount Rushmore. We could have Mount Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those Sir guys. Sir JT Parr and, uh, and Chad Kroger, I yes. think he calls himself. They, they had that big thing and. Um, but yeah, so there are some unhinged, crazy fans out there of Paul Walker, and um, that dude looked like he dressed himself. Who JT <laughs> as Soul Man? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. looks exactly JT like Parr. Yeah, yeah so what's his? What's Shout his out to JT Parr and Soul Man, the actor. C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell. Yeah, C. Thomas Howell. Wow, he looks way different now. Yeah, yeah, he's white. Um, there was a. There was a big memorial at the site of Paul Walker's death. Uh, at some point, Vin Diesel went to the site uh, himself. Oh, we have that clip. Yeah, he got on a loudspeaker on top of a cop car. Overnight, friend and co-star Vin Diesel broke his silence during a visit to the crash site. He thanked fans for their support. Over a loudspeaker. Thank you. Thank you for coming down there and, and, and showing that angel up in heaven. How much you Diesel also posted a message to his Facebook page Monday and quoted a poem in remembrance of Walker, referring to the actor by his character's name in Fast and Furious, which was Brian O'Connor. That's disrespectful. What? To live in the hearts we leave behind is not to die. I will always love you, Brian, as the brother you were on and off screen. His name was Paul. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding? Vin Diesel, I think, lives in a world in which Fast and Furious is real. Oh my god. I think he lives in that world. He did name his daughter who was born after he died, after yeah. Paul's death, Polly. <laughs> well, it was leaked at some point that um after Paul died that Paul's daughter was going to be adopted by Vin Diesel. Oh, oh my god. I don't god. know if Vin Diesel's people he did that. He probably did that. I, yeah. I bet you he yeah. did. Yeah. I think he was using the death to promote himself and the next Fast and Furious movie. I bet yeah, you of course. Of course. In an interview, there's this interview where he's like Paul was in the hospital room with us when my daughter was born. I looked over in the corner and I saw Paul standing there. What a fucking creep, dude. I saw Brian standing there. <laughs> yeah. I thought fucking Timothy loser. Ol- Oliphant's contract for this yeah. movie. <laughs> and this um, guy is a billionaire from the Fast and Furious movies. You I know? think he's just a sociopath. You know, it's, it's just a, lo- a lot of them are, but I think he's a bigger version of that. 
a worse one, if it's possible. You gotta be some kind of sociopath if you changed your name to Vin Diesel when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, you're not living in your old past at all. You're just made up. Like, you're like Don Draper. You just made up your entire personality, exactly. everything about you. Um, in December 2013, the city council of Pelahue, Chile... As you pronounce it, Chile. Uh, decided to name the main street of a new neighborhood in the town after Paul Walker called Paul Walker Street mm. um, as a gratitude gesture for the help he gave to the victims of the earthquake in Chile in uh, 2010 in the, oh, wow. that very same town. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. So, uh, Alejandro, your relatives are down there. Yep. It's there too. <laughs> on, on Paul Walker yeah. Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a big earthquake in Chile shortly after the Haitian earthquake in 2010. Yeah. Yep. And Paul Walker was there for both of them with his relief organization. Yeah. And that's, that's the one him and Roger, I, I believe, started. So it all comes full circle, as they say. Yes. Yeah. Does anyone ha have anything else? I don't know. Final thoughts. Uh, I don't know about the theory that, you know, they were racing another car because they did have security footage of the crash and you don't really see anything else other than that car destroying everything in its path. If you say so. I agree with Kyle. <laughs> I don't think they were racing anybody. I think his buddy was just driving like a dick and couldn't handle it. They were racing the wind. Yeah. Aren't we all at the end of the day? Yeah. <laughs> racing the wind. As they say. <laughs> As they say. A couple other tidbits from that documentary. Paul was always kind of a tough guy yep. and very intense. When he was acting, he didn't like to act like he was in pain. He actually preferred to be in pain. So he's like, really hit me. And he was kind of a hothead. One time he opened the door for some dude at a grocery store who was holding a bunch of cans. And then the guy said, thanks, bitch. Ah! And Paul was like, let's go. Really? Yeah. And got in a fight. Yeah. Wow. He's the son of a boxer. That's true. He's got that. And the that grandson I, of Irish a boxer. Blood in, I got that Irish blood in me. There that's it is. You're going to get me Irish up. <laughs> oh, let's fucking fight now. You, what you say to me, son? <laughs> Come say that again to me face. <laughs> Come say that to me face. And then roust uh, grocery store. <laughs> and um, Tokyo Drift, the one where Classic. they thought that Paul was too old to partake in. Yeah. That had really poor test screenings. So then Universal Pictures asked Vin Diesel to make a cameo at the end to help boost box office potential. Ooh. And he agreed to do it only if Universal would relinquish the rights to Riddick. And so that's why he made the new Riddick in 2013. I like how he, he doesn't make a big deal to get his friend in the movie, his yeah. alleged friend. But he, but he calls a, he calls a fictional character and yeah, all the time. What a fucking scum! <laughs> and on that note, Paul Walker actually insisted that Tyrese return to the franchise after Fast and Furious so Four was a hit. And, so yeah, they were. So good he friends. he wanted to put food in Tyrese's mouth. Exactly, it was kid's mouth. That's why Tyrese was cool that with baby, Paul Walker. That baby boy, yeah, he's like, I like that guy. No, but also that shows the difference between him and Vin Diesel. <laughs> What the fuck? That's a nervous break. That's Wait, a, amazing. Click on that link. Tyrese Gibson's reaction to Paul Walker's death. Congratulations. Oh, that. So he just says that about everything. All right. This guy's a broken record. Yeah. All right. Tyrese Gibson on 9-11. Congratulations. <laughs> um, could you do Tyrese Gibson after the Oklahoma City bombing? 
Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could you do Tyrese Gibson after that uh, Myanmar plane went missing? Someone uploaded this and it just says the caption just says Tyree's crying at your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, does anyone else here have a uh, have a reason why these two should not be wet? <laughs> Fuck, I already closed it up. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> That'd be tough on the on the person doing the ceremony. Like, do, yeah. does that mean no or yes? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the story of uh, the late great Paul Walker. Rest in peace. Shout out to yeah. Chad Kroger and JT Parr. Big fans. Shout they, out to uh, Gibson. Recommended the episode? Um, no, they did not actually. <laughs> okay, I, a couple of people have, so that's yeah. why it was kind of in the back of my mind. Well, thank you, whoever you are. Yeah, whoever you may be. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly who called for it, but you know, it's, there was a number of people. It's uh, yeah, a number of people. And shout out to you. Um, keep it up. Actually, keep uh, emailing us. Uh, email us at deathandentertainment at gmail. We're always responsive. And yes. if you have like a suggestion or a tip or you know something you want to hear about, um, let us know by all means. And uh, and also our Instagram account at death and entertainment on Instagram. Yes, and if you can go to Spotify and iTunes and give us a five star rating uh spotify you don't need to leave a review actually you can't leave a review but on itunes you can most definitely leave a review if you would like we need to get those reviews up yeah get those five stars reviews up there baby so if you're listening right now right now and you enjoyed you know the tyrese bit (laughs) the paul walker rumors whatever we talked about the potential for another driver Please hit that five stars. Please. And subscribe on YouTube. We're 10 whole subscribers away from being able to monetize our channel on YouTube. We better so. have a thousand <laughs> by the time this airs. This is not a threat, but it's not not a threat. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, fans? Your family. Your, your, fam- your family here. Yeah. When you're listening to the die pod, your family. Your family. family. If you're not listening, you're dying. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> you have just heard a true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before. The movies, Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. <laughs>